Hello everybody and welcome to our brand new podcast, Up North Books, brought to you by Beth Barker and Kate Bagley. As two proud Northerners, we wanted to create a space to discuss and celebrate all things Northern literature, including books by Northern authors and set in the North of England. We're completely new to podcasting, so we hope you'll stick with us and see where we can get to on this little journey. In this first episode, we thought we'd let you know a bit about ourselves and fill you in on some of our standout Northern reads to date. Our future episodes will be themed and we'll be talking about everything from poetry to seasonal reads. So follow us on Twitter to stay updated for any upcoming episodes. Uh, so just to say a little bit about myself, I'm Beth and I'm originally from Blackpool. I now live in Oldham and I work in Manchester. By day, I'm a marketing coordinator, and by night, I assist with events at Blackwell's Manchester, which, in my unbiased opinion, is the best bookshop in Manchester. (laughs) I also blog about books and review them on Instagram. So feel free to follow us via the links in the description. Um, A little bit about you, Kate. Hello, this is Kate's voice. Uh, Thank you for tuning (laughs) in to our first podcast. Uh, I'm Kate, and... It's a lot like Beth, really, but I'm from a town called Lytham St Anne's, which is just outside of Blackpool. I am currently back home now. I've just graduated from Newcastle University with a degree in English literature, and I'm trying to get a job in publishing like everybody else. (laughs) Uh, I'm also a book blogger and an avid bookstagrammer, and like Beth said, you can find all of our links in the description below. So I'll talk a little bit about why we wanted to start the podcast in the first place. So as we're focusing on the North, the North of England, there's been a big push in the publishing industry recently around increasing diversity, which includes regional diversity of both authors and people working in publishing. Both me and Beth are writers and we also both want to work in publishing. So this means a massive amount to us for opportunities in the north um, especially because it is so london centric there's like a massive lack of books set in the north there's a quote in comma press's book of newcastle which was edited by angela redman and zoe turner which summarizes our intentions with the podcast so i'll read out the quote now within the context of an industry largely based in london many writers felt discouraged from writing about where they were from to write about the north was often to be marginalized with some agents and publishers advising their clients to lose any accents in their work and write more upwardly mobile characters. So basically this means that northern writers are, were being told to like squash their northernness basically Mm -hmm. and before getting their work published or before even writing manuscripts it was like not the done thing to do. And me and Beth want to celebrate the books that don't lose the accents and that talk about the wide variety of people in the north. Um, there's cities and coasts and little villages. There's so many different mm-hmm. and stories and we want to celebrate that on our podcast and find books which represent the people listening to the podcast. Exactly, we do. Yeah. We want to see books that we didn't have when we first started getting into reading yeah so yeah there was recently a northern soul article um which we very much enjoyed um about harper north which is a new imprint of harper collins recently opened i think it was june um in manchester um but they're publishing books from the north of the world and um we really enjoyed yeah no it's great um (laughs) 
And we really enjoyed this quote from um, their publishing director. Um, so I'll just read that for you. Uh, we know the North isn't one place. It's not one voice. It's a chorus. Um, and we think this summarises how we want to feel in reading all different types of literature and all different parts of the North. Um, all these various places which we haven't previously seen in books. So yeah, um, I hope that introduces the podcast well enough for you and you sort of understand where we're heading with this. Um, but yeah, shall we get down to the books, Kate? Yeah, we'll get down. Drop me to take it away. Yeah, go on. Um, so the first book that I'm, I want to talk about um, that Beth loved as well is Saltwater by Jessica Andrews. Yes. Um, yeah, love it. <laughs> <laughs> so Jessica Andrews is from Sunderland, am I right? You are. Uh, yeah, I she's think. from Sunderland. <laughs> but the northeast, we'll say the northeast. Yeah, northeast. Um, and for anyone that doesn't know, Saltwater is about a girl called Lucy who is from Sunderland. And it's about her growing up in the northeast and feeling a bit on the margins, quite far away from the action. Um, and she goes to London for university and finds that the centre isn't all it's made out to be. That's like the best way to say it without any spoilers. That's a very good summary. It's yeah. a good summary. Um, and I picked out a quote to summarise how Lucy feels on the margins in the north compared to all the funding and the arts and the scenes in London. So I think it's on page 21. I craved the speed and proximity to a centre, the sense that something was always about to happen, just out of reach. And I really like I that. that quote. Yeah, I think the fact that she's in the northeast and she feels so far away, like something's happening always just out of reach from her. Um, mm -hmm. But then when she actually gets to the centre, gets to London, it's not all that it's cracked up to be. It's not always yeah. happening there. She still doesn't feel like she fits in. It seems to be like the kind of feeling of always being on the outside of something, which is quite characteristically Northern. Yeah. Um, but also sort of leaving that, that place and then realising you probably were where you were meant to be, um, which is quite interesting about it. I am. Um, I was just going to say that I felt like I had the kind of opposite experience to Lucy as a character because I went to Newcastle for uni. So whereas mm -hmm. she was like leaving the northeast, feeling like there wasn't any opportunities, I went from the northwest northwest to the northeast for uni, and Newcastle seemed to open all the doors that were previously closed to me, and I felt like there was such a a bigger scene um, yeah. that made me think about maybe how it's how a lot of people just feel like no matter where they're from that maybe there are a lack of opportunities because the grass is always greener on the other side kind of thing um, yeah for sure I think that um, that kind of want for something more uh, is kind of like this at the center of salt water yeah and her kind of realization that it's not like you said it's not everything that um it cracked up to be yeah. and it's kind of the when um lucy gets to london and she starts university she realizes that she hasn't read as much as everybody else um she she doesn't speak like everybody else and she's so different to them um mm -hmm. which is 
so strange considering we're, we all live in the same country like you'd think she'd gone to another um continent yeah she in was the way that the world exactly it's like that kind of imposter syndrome thing Massive. that's a big a big thing with being like a northerner and going elsewhere but um I also really like the the form I know I know you've said this before but it's very like poetic and it's like a mixture of poetry and prose isn't it definitely yeah Mm -hmm. I just liked how so it's basically all in little chapters for anyone that hasn't read it almost like little stanzas of poetry and it kind of jumps Mm -hmm. around with timelines and it's almost like just little snippets of memory and by that when you're reading it it just turns into a story in your head and you're almost not reading memories it's it makes sense for it to appear in that way and jump around a little bit yeah I loved it it was beautiful yeah it does it kind of mirrors the like disjointed feeling that she has with like where she belongs like who she is and like her identity it's and then I find at the end it sort of comes together a little bit more which is yeah. probably where sort of her maybe realizing who she is and um oh you know sorry, did what, you say English English you, right? <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah, sorry sorry guys in the seminar here <laughs> I know I wish I had these great ideas in my actual seminars I know help me out a little bit <laughs> um I think um we we were talking separately outside the podcast and um we both sort of related to the book in the way that well I know I definitely did in the fact that Lucy is from like a working class background and she doesn't necessarily have the opportunities that everybody else has and also being from like a regional town um I found that part of it really relatable especially since I moved away to uni um before I came to Manchester and I've often felt like I had no idea what I was doing. I had no money compared to everybody else. And I think that it's not a Northern thing, but it's impacted more so if you are from the North and you go elsewhere, I think, or from a regional town anyway, especially if you are working class. But I really found the class aspect really interesting. And like the fact that she is working class that's that's not represented a lot in literature as well in that in the way that speaks so much to like our experience like being yeah exactly she's like a millennial woman she's Mm -hmm. young it's like this complete new voice like a new narrative of working class people that are going to university and it's quite normalized yeah Um, exactly yeah loved it I really like that um should we move on to another book yeah let's go on to yours Okay, so my first pick uh, for this episode is Theft by Luke Brown. Uh, It was published earlier this year, I believe, by Andover Stories, which are a really cool indie press in Sheffield. Uh, Luke Brown is originally from Fleetwood on the Fowl Coast, which is where my parents currently live, and I sort of grew up up around there. Um, It's on the same stretch of coastline as Blackpool, in case you were wondering where that is. Um, It's sort of... uh, The book is primarily discusses class I think uh themes of belonging aspiration and like figuring out how to feel at home in a place as well as within yourself I think um Mm. but yeah it's it's very funny very witty and it has a very questionable protagonist (laughs) um you're never really sure if you like him or not and I think that 
I think I read a lot of books like that and I always oh, I enjoy love them. That. I love yeah. that. I know oh we've got God. another one coming up on here um, that has the same <laughs> situation. But yeah, it's, um, it's very interesting. It's basically about um, a man called Paul who um, he lives in London and he works like part-time in a bookshop and writes for like a comic magazine that um, reviews like London haircuts um, and he's he's pretty down on life I think and um, his mum dies sadly at the start of the book and him and his sister have to go back to Fleetwood and figure out what they're going to do with this house um, but it's sort of that the same as Saltwater in the way that it's kind of returning to something that you thought you'd escaped and um, figuring out what you're going to do with it really and like how how you feel about losing your sense of identity or belonging um yeah you want to read this don't you Kate yeah I'm I know desperate it's on your list. to read it it's on my list yeah I feel awesome. like end of the stories are like top for publishing like the most random of books but they're always <laughs> amazing yeah um but like yeah this one as soon as I saw that it was set in partially in Fleetwood I was like on my list I'm buying definitely it. I feel like um, the wild coast is just hardly ever spoken about so when I see it on things it's like seeing your name on a key ring when you're a yeah, kid like, I get really excited <laughs> yeah, like, it is, definitely Fleetwood. it's so exciting I thought I'd read a, a bit of a quote which kind of gives you a little taster of what kind of themes you might find in theft um so yeah but to change what I have always worried that I am destined to become my father. I am like him, a white male from the north of England, small town, moribund, working class come middle class, with books on the shelves, schooled in low aspiration in lessons and high aspiration at home, a reader, an autodidact, a would-be escapee. And I just love that phrase, would-be escapee. Yeah, that, that, is, is, a, um, that is fantastic writing. It's so good, isn't it? Oh. I really like him. He's a nice um, author as well. We we watched an event um, during lockdown, didn't we? Yeah. With um, James Clark, who yeah. may or may not appear on the podcast Ooh. in book form. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. In book form. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought um, that would be a really good one to recommend for like, it's kind of like, it's Northern in the way that it's obviously by a Northern author and it, it is set partially in the north, but it also does that um, thing of like questioning that the divide, basically, which yeah. we we all love to see. Yeah, I think we? a lot of the books that we've chosen, basically three of them, um, are concerned with like going to London and then going to the north. And um, mm -hmm. I think that kind of crops up quite a lot. Yeah, it does. I do. I feel like it's a very northern feeling, isn't it? Like, yeah, you because everything like not even just the publishing industry like every industry is very much london centric mm. uh everyone sort of has this aspiration or feels like they should have this aspiration of going and then there's all all the feelings of like guilt and Definitely. like losing yourself to that so yeah and i feel like also um with talking about london compared to the north i feel like the northern identity can only be its strongest when it's like a fish out of water. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I because just feel it, do, like it does always seem to be. Because I've noticed with 
like publishers and pub, like people who work in publishing on Twitter love mm. to say that they're a northerner, a northerner in their Twitter bios. <laughs> Whereas yeah. you wouldn't say that if it was all based in the north, because yeah, you wouldn't. You know, say like in London, it's not like a Londoner, but because mm. it's all based in London and they're like a fish out of water, they all put it in. So it's like yeah. they all look at each other like, "Are you a northerner?" Yeah, <laughs> making friends. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think I probably would. To be fair, yeah, I think I would. I'm sure if you ever go down there, I'm sure you will too. I know. <laughs> I'll tell you off if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Right. Should we move on to another book? Yes, I'll go on to my one. Um. So this one doesn't feature just one story. Um. It's the Book of Newcastle, which we mentioned before in the introduction. Um, and it's published by Comma Press, which is part of their Reading the City series, which um, are basically a series of books um, that are stories based in one city for each book. So this one, the Book of Newcastle, is a collection of short stories all based in Newcastle. Um, and I went there, I lived there at uni, like I've mentioned about five times. And, I, and this was published during my last few months at Newcastle. And it was like the perfect going away present. It made Newcastle something like tangible for me. It was mm. something I could carry around, something I can take home. Um, yeah, which is just lovely. But the thing that I love about the collection is that it has so many different voices and points of view that are all navigating like the same spaces within the city. So there's stories from people who've lived in Newcastle their whole life. There's stories of characters who've moved away from Newcastle, the stories of students and migrants that have come in. Um, yeah, I just love that there's all these different characters and their ages and their backgrounds and they're all just walking around the city and having like their different experiences of what makes Newcastle to them. Um, yeah, I love that too. I feel yeah. like it's very... Um, it's very place focused, isn't it? Like you can, you feel like you are in Newcastle whilst yeah, you're reading it. Which is great because with like any of the other ones in the series as well, like Sheffield and things, even if you've not been to those places, it's all, especially for lockdown and things like, you can basically mm. go visit somewhere without going. Yeah, it's like a staycation, but yeah. literally <laughs> staying on the sofa. <laughs> staycation. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I think the... The press, uh, Comma Press, shout out to Comma if yes. you're listening, um, are also a super cool um, publisher to follow if you are into books from the north. Um, they're, they're based in Manchester and they do, they publish a lot of international work as well, they um, but they also do publish a lot of um, northern writing, like Kate mentioned, The Book of Sheffield, which is another amazing um, collection of short stories uh, by a variety of authors and it's just they're, they're just amazing aren't they and they also yeah. look incredible on your bookshelf if you have more than one they just slot together so nicely yeah. <laughs> um you mentioned some stories that you like from it yes do you want to tell us about yeah. those so there's i don't know how many stories there are in the collection but um it was really hard it's really hard to pick out just a few but i've picked out two that i think might be my favorite but i'm not gonna Put a stamp on it who knows um but the first one is thunder thursday on pemberton grove which is by j.a menza and this story is basically based on one street during the 
2012 flash floods in Newcastle and the northeast. And it basically goes through the different houses on Pemberton Grove and shows how each household is affected by the flash floods. Um, Such a good story. Yeah, and it's a story about like unlikely connections and people that feel very different. They're all from different backgrounds and different walks of life, yet they all share this one experience on this one road on this one day. Um, yeah, and it's just really remarkable and it shows the different people that live in Newcastle and inhabit these houses. It's, it's quite touching, actually. Yeah, it's it's very like classic publishing word, but um, very tender. I find word tender. It's yeah, it's a lovely story, and I I really like that um, form as well of um, like setting it on one street or like one particular place where so many different people live. I think that's really interesting. And I think it's incredibly hard in like a short story to have lots of different characters and points of view. It's one of those stories that feels very fluid, almost like the water just carries you through all these different houses and it doesn't matter about how long you're there for, you're just meeting them and then leaving. Um, Yeah, definitely. So I love that one. And then another one that I loved is called Blood Brothers by Jessica Andrews. Um, yeah, this was the so author of Saltwater that we mentioned before, and mm-hmm. this one made me sob. <laughs> I cried so much after it. Um, it is a story about two girls who are best friends, and they grow up in the northeast, and they move away for university. Well, one of them moves away for university, and one of them stays um, in Newcastle. And it's about growing up and growing apart. Um, it's just really poignant and. It's, it's a lot like salt water, that kind of millennial girl experience, but it's also really universal, I think, in like growing up and growing apart from a place and the people that are left behind. Yeah, definitely. It's very much attached to salt water. I think, um, I feel like if you read it, you wouldn't, it wouldn't look out of place in the book. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But it's also a story in its own right. And it's, it's got that interesting element again that we were talking about of like moving away and how the place is sort of a part of you and that guilt that you feel when when you leave and I think you um you mentioned something about the people making the place that sums it up really well for me because yeah it's a great story about I, re- I that reread kind it this morning aspect. oh did um, you yeah I was I just thought I might reread it and I had the same effect finishing it as of like oh like a punch in the gut yeah it is isn't it and it's all to do with because it's called blood brothers it's about that chosen family of friendship and how um the two girls aren't blood related but but they are to each other yeah um and about how place and is like that and how you can be attached to different places for different meanings yeah really good yeah exactly good stuff yeah it's very good but the book um, of Newcastle is definitely one to check out if you're interested in the yeah. northeast, even if you've never been there. Yeah, definitely. I've never been to Newcastle, and I feel like I have after reading that. So, yeah. Um, Shall we move on to our final book? Yes. Okay. Uh, take it away. Or is it my turn? It might be. I think it's, it says you. But we can. Oh, it's me. 
Okay. Um, well, we've both read it anyway, so yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Um, so our final book is Boy Parts by Eliza Clark, which I'm sure everybody has heard about because there's an absolute hype train on Twitter. It's such a good book, isn't it? Yeah, it's so good. It deserves the hype it's getting. Yeah, it really does. Um, so the book basically follows Irina, who is a very unlikable protagonist, but in the same breath, very complex and interesting um, and quite cool at times, but in the worst way. Um, so Irina is an erotic photographer um, and she scouts like ordinary looking men off the street um, or in shops or Tesco. Well, yeah, Tesco. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Tesco. Um, sorry for the book reference there we get to find out what we're on about but um yeah and then she photographs them in compromising positions that it's it's a very much a subversion of the male gaze um I think anyway yeah Um, and she kind of plays around with that idea of like the the historic tradition of women being at the the gaze of men in art in photography in even in literature and um she like turns that on its head it's just so great and there's there's drugs there's sex there's a lot of alcohol there's bags of salad there's yeah there's so much um going on in the story and like the themes of like body image and like self-destruction um and very importantly as well to our podcast is that north-south divide again she gets invited to be in an art gallery, doesn't she? In Hackney. In yeah, London, like an maybe. exhibition. Yeah. And um, she obviously goes down to London to do this exhibition, which is going to be like the make or break for her career so far. Yeah, she meets some interesting people, should we say. The thing that I liked about it was, I was explaining it to a friend today, whereas the other books that we've spoken about have been them all aspiring to go to London and like finding it's not what it says on the tin whereas mm-hmm. Irina doesn't really aspire to go to London she just aspires to get her name out there and when yeah. she goes she just rips it apart like she doesn't <laughs> feel left out she feels like they're all stupid <laughs> and like she doesn't want anything to do with them yeah um, exactly which I found refreshing um for her to you know like a Newcastle based photographer and she's almost like I don't need these people um yeah exactly yeah, it's kind of like she she knows her own uh, her own identity, doesn't she? Yeah, Even though you you could also, from an English lit student perspective, <laughs> question <laughs> that also. But she, in the the sense of like northernness and like her class as well, she is working class. In comparison to Saltwater, where Lucy as a protagonist is very like unsure, she doesn't know what to expect. She has that like like overwhelming imposter syndrome. Uh, Irene is the complete opposite and she is made to be an unlikable protagonist um, which probably adds to that but she also is she's she knows her own mind and she isn't afraid to say it <laughs> um, do you have the the quote on you I have a better about... quote there oh, was right, a, go on yeah there, there was, was a, a quote, quote I was going to use but then I backtracked so something that I found really interested in in the novel um, was the stereotypes of southerners Bearing in mind, Irina is 
meant to be a nasty protagonist. So sweeping general statements are not out of her reach. Um, <laughs> but she is a northerner and she basically goes into London-centric spaces and completely stereotypes everyone she meets who has a London accent or a southern accent. Um, but it was it's really funny. So I've got one here that is from 1968. I bet daddy is a banker and mummy has a column in the local paper. I bet they moved out of the city before he was born to make sure he grew up safe and sheltered and racist in a constituency where everyone votes Tory but pretends that they don't. I bet everyone shops at Waitrose and has a gilet and wellies and weirdly strong opinions on fracking. And that's just by her having a look at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and she just makes up these like whole stereotypes about people. Um, and it's really refreshing. They're looking at her and stereotyping her, but she's doing it back. Yeah, I think that's interesting as well because it kind of feeds into like the discussion of northernness, but from a completely different angle. Like I think people often conflate um, class, like working classness and northernness. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously not true. Like we know there are rich people. Like that, it's not like the middle and upper classes don't exist here in the mm. north, but it's like that southern perspective of um, assuming that everyone from the north is poor. Like I think she says at one point, dragged out of a coal mine, and <laughs> um, and she kind of turns that on its head and does the same to the southerners. Who obviously there's poor people in the south. Like it will be ridiculous to claim otherwise. Yeah, but, um, everybody has gilets and wellies. <laughs> yeah, but it's like that stereotype, isn't it? Like the the northern stereotype is like your dad's a miner, you you live on a Yorkshire farm, yeah. and the the southern stereotype is you're a horse girl. So <laughs> you are a know. horse girl. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's oh, it's interesting how she she uses those. She kind of weaponizes them. Um, for her own advantage doesn't she and, and it's, it's I think it's also a part of making herself feel more comfortable by making yeah, people uncomfortable at all times mm-hmm. it's definitely a defense mechanism isn't it because yeah, she it I think she does have imposter syndrome and she is like she is worried about not making it because she is isn't from London and she isn't middle class but they come across in comedy don't they instead yeah which is she doesn't amazing. like being vulnerable very much yeah exactly yeah um yeah well that's all of our books isn't it yep i think that's that's all of them okay um so we'll wrap up this episode here uh thank you everybody for listening and tuning in today um we'll have a new episode out for you very soon hopefully um we're aiming for one episode a month at the moment but it may become more frequent or less frequent depending if we become employed or depends unemployed. What <laughs> yeah well we'll we'll do whatever the people want give them yeah. what they want yeah you know? tell us what you want um, <laughs> yeah so yeah if you have any suggestions uh for books that you want us to talk about or review if you are a publisher and you want to get in touch uh feel free to email us um our email address will be in the description box yeah thank you for joining us thank yeah. you for joining me kate Oh, thank you for joining me, Beth. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Bye. See you all later. Bye.